Good morning. We are so blessed to have technology that enables us to study God's Word. There is something better to be with each other face to face, and that is coming, we pray, very soon. For now, Bibles are not restricted. Preachers are still able to preach from the Bible, and through this technology, you are able to listen. These live streams and recordings are presented to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. Our website is lhmacallen.org. This year, one Sunday a month, I'm delivering a sermon series called Faith According to Scripture. Now, there is faith according to the world, faith according to theologians, faith according to media, cultic religions, denominational creed. Our source is located in Scripture, faith according to Scripture. This part of the series responds to a very simple question. What is meant when the New Testament speaks of faith in Christ? Now, listen to how I've worded this. What is meant when the New Testament speaks of faith in Christ? What the evangelical world means, we're not talking about that. What various denominations mean, that isn't our subject. What is meant when the New Testament speaks of faith in Christ? Isn't that important to know? The New Testament part of your Bible came from God through men inspired by the Holy Spirit to tell us the good news, the good news of how we can be saved from sin and go to heaven. What is necessary is faith in Christ. But what does the New Testament tell us about what that means? That's our subject today. Thank you for listening. First, and this will not take long, the New Testament teaches us that to be forgiven of sin and go to heaven, faith in Jesus Christ is necessary. I'm going to give you three passages, though there are many others. I'll give you the time to turn to these three passages. I want you to see this on the page in front of you in your Bible. John 3:16. You may already be familiar with that. The chapter begins with the conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus about being born again. Jesus answers that one must be born again. Now, just keep reading to see what that means. As you keep reading, you arrive at the familiar statement in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There it is written plainly, the necessity of believing in him. Here is another, still here in John chapter 3, look down at verse 36. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. One more in Romans chapter 1, where Paul begins his letter with a personal affirmation of his devotion to the message he was delivering. Romans 1.16, he was not reluctant to deliver this message. His heart was in his work. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. 
for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Everyone who believes. So, here's what we're doing. We're letting the New Testament speak to us, a book given by God through the apostles, and it says that faith in Christ is essential. To be saved from sin, to live right with God while you're here, to go to heaven, faith in Christ is essential. But we can't stop there. What does it mean? Keep your New Testament open. Faith in Christ means, first, you are aware of his claims. It means you are aware of his claims. I'm turning to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Matthew starts with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Mark starts with the preliminary work of John the Baptist. Luke starts with the statement of purpose to Theophilus that begins the narrative about John the Baptist. John starts with who Jesus is. Listen, please. John chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, as you read this and you continue reading the Gospel of John, John sounds like a lawyer speaking to the court. Here is what I will prove. Here is what I affirm about who Jesus Christ is. If you were pressed to state these 14 verses in a word, that word would be God or deity. Verse 14 says, Deity became flesh and dwelt among us. This is about Jesus' eternal existence, his identity, equality with God, light which gives light to everyone, the word who became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. John is saying, Stay with me, keep reading, I'll prove who Jesus is. So faith in Christ means you have read, you are aware of the claims the New Testament makes about Jesus Christ. 
next. Faith in Christ means you've considered the evidence that backs up those claims. Faith in Christ means you've considered the evidence that backs up those claims. I'm going to John chapter 20, the Gospel of John chapter 20. To be informed of his claims, but not the associated evidence is incomplete and will not take you to faith in Christ. John documents what Jesus did, and then John documents his resurrection, and this is all evidence. About this, Jesus said in John 5.36, the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I'm doing, bear witness about me. John wants us to know not just the claims about who Jesus is, but the evidence that authenticates the claims. And so listen now in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Faith in Christ means what? It means I know who he claims to be, and second, I've considered the evidence. Then, faith in Christ means you have decided he is who he claims to be. Objective consideration of evidence in the New Testament and the historical resurrection fact should lead to this confession. 2 Timothy 1.12, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what he has entrusted to me. This is the confidence Paul had. Paul, who considered claims and evidence. People today can know Christ in this firm and solid way if they will apply their minds first to the claims and then to the evidence, and that leads to belief. We are aware of his claims. We have carefully considered the evidence, and we've made the personal decision that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So claims, evidence, decision, and then faith in Christ means you know you need him. Yes, it can be said the world needs Christ. But right now I'm talking about my need and your need. It is one thing to consider the New Testament to be true in the presentation of Christ and his gospel. It is another thing to be so convinced that you recognize personally that you need what God offers in Christ. John 14, 6 says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If I want a way out of sin, if I want truth in my mind and my life, if I want life with God now and after I die, I must know about myself that Jesus is the only way. If I am attracted to the spiritual blessings God offers in Christ, according to Ephesians 1 and verse 3, I need to make sure I am in Christ, baptized into Christ, living daily in Christ. 
This is personal, individual recognition that you've not only looked at claims and evidence and made a decision in your mind, but you know personally, I need Jesus Christ. Let me ask, are there times in your life when you need God's help? Temptation, suffering, hurt, frustration, pain that you cannot endure, direction that you know you need, guidance that you're lost without? Do you ever encounter a time when you really need access to God? You need to pour out your heart, ask for help, confess your sin, asking forgiveness. I want you to turn to Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who is passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Access to God is through Jesus Christ. It is for those who hold fast their confession in Him. He is our great high priest. Faith in Christ means you understand personally that you need Jesus Christ for forgiveness now, for victory over sin in the future, for His authority to guide you and equip you for the hope of heaven to be your personal possession. You need Christ. I need Christ. That conviction personally is necessary. Not just claims and evidence and decision, but knowing that you need Jesus Christ. Further, faith in Christ means that you respond obediently. I'm going over to the book of Luke in chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, to begin at verse 46 in just a moment. I've mentioned in this series this year that many in the modern religious world attribute so much weight to what they call faith that obedience is minimized or maybe even ruled out. In the previous sermon in this series, April, I responded to that. Let me now say if you encounter in your mind or among your friends any idea that pushes obedience back away from faith in Christ, consider simple passages like this. I'm in Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does 
not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Isn't it true? Whatever we read in the Bible about faith and the value of faith, activity is a part of it. It requires no mental strain to grasp the import of what Jesus said. Why call me Lord if you're not going to do what I say? So faith in Christ means you accept his lordship, his authority over your life, and you act accordingly. If you believe in him and call him Lord, what is the corresponding behavior? Do what he says. Not just start doing what he says. Now here's my next point. Faith in Christ means you continue to respond obediently. Colossians 2 verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Paul teaches, if this has happened, if you've made this choice, you've been baptized, follow through. Don't just make the initial choice, live according to that choice. If you have received Christ Jesus, if you have made that choice for him to be your Lord, then act like it. Walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Paul says, this is what you've been taught. And as you live by this teaching, abound in thanksgiving. Now, at this point, I need to make something very clear. Faith is not just a dry academic process where certain facts are considered credible and you obey the Lord. Remember from last Sunday, blessed are the pure in heart. Kingdom citizenship is first internal, a heart of love for God and trust in Him. The mental or intellectual process of hearing and believing as it is pursued becomes love for God, trust in Him, knowing Christ, needing Him, and living for Him. All of that is centered in the heart, finds expression in the activity of your life, and you put your life in the hands of God at the cross of Christ, and you stay there. Hope, trust, joy, and assurance, these are the blessings that keep us safe and growing and content. Kingdom citizenship is internal, finding outward expression in our character, our disposition, and our response to difficulty. Faith is becoming active. So, faith in Christ is well-defined in the New Testament. It means you are aware of the claims of Christ so well articulated in John 1. You have devoted your mind to an objective consideration of the evidence behind those claims. You have decided he is who he claims to be, therefore to be entrusted with your soul. 
You know you need him, so you respond obediently, not just in repentance and baptism, but after that, you walk in him, rooted and built up in the faith. Don't think of this merely as a sequential academic process where facts are presented, truth is admitted. The process is designed by God to take us to trust, where we give our lives to God through Jesus Christ. It is not that we have arrived at the same conclusion as many others. It is personal. It is trust. It is surrender of your life to His power. I'm offering, as I begin to close, this paraphrase of A.W. Tozier with some revision. Unbelief says, some other time but not now, some other place but not here, some other people but not these. Faith says, Jesus Christ is real, and he is exactly what I need. So my song and my life will be trust and obey, for there is no other way. If you are not there yet, if you have not responded to the call of the gospel to repent and be baptized, will you please read these passages over again on your own, these passages we brought up, and get in touch with us. Let's help each other activate faith in Christ. It is not fleshly emotionalism or wild fanaticism that gets you where you need to be in life and prepared for death. It is focused attention on God's Word. It is faith that is informed and concentrated and concerned. It is praying with spiritual intensity. It is being part of a sound local church. It is raising your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It is responsibility in the workplace. It is love and peace in your marriage. It is service rendered to God and others yet never for praise or applause. Always aware, as the Lord said, when we have done our duty, we are still unprofitable servants. Faith in Christ, does that need to be activated in your life? Thank you for listening.